Don't you turn against me. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. You thunder against me! You have done that yourself! Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and with me is our other host, Ethan. Today we have our special correspondent, Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Awesome. Today we are bringing Sarah in to discuss a interesting concept because this is not necessarily a controversy anymore, but was a controversy at the time and a controversy that I think bears in mind as it has had ramifications on the whole Star Wars universe. And we are talking about the return of Darth Maul. The controversy starts with he gets cut in half and dies, supposedly, as we are meant to be thought, meant to believe in Phantom Menace, that he is dead. He gets cut in half and falls down, like his eyes roll back in the inside of his head and everything. He's dead. Okay. Then Phantom Menace ends and he's dead. According to Clone Wars, he's resurrected. And so according to Clone Wars, he never died. He managed to grab onto an air vent, make it to a trash container, and get taken to the junkyard world Watho Minor. It sounds like Luke in Cloud City. I don't know if I was Vader standing on the edge of that precipice and I saw Luke fall. I'm like, well, he's probably dead because that empties out into the sky and then he's going to fall however far it is from the cloud city to the planet surface. Yes. So that is an interesting, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily want to bring up Luke to that. (laughs) But (sighs) yes, no, I would not equate it to Luke. But yes, good. You you are taking me. I to mean, town. like the the fall and supposed potential, like the the death the, the death potential is there. It's there. I would argue that it's not as equate. The reason I would say I would not equate that to there is because literally he gets on a trash compactor and then survives a travel to another world. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I would have been much more okay with him surviving. Again, like I just don't think it was really written well him coming back to life. I don't think that was very written well. That's fair. But, so this is going to be an interesting subject because I will say now, I am a fan of the Darth Maul character, very much a favorite of mine, but I didn't, I am not a fan of him being brought back. I think he was really well done to bring him, once he was brought back, I think it was really good, but I don't think it was good to bring him back. Your thoughts. Are you talking to Ethan or me? You. Okay. (laughs) I very much agree. I really like what they've done with Maul, but when they first brought him into Clone Wars, I was really confused and not happy with what was going on. Okay. Ethan, what do you think? I was in favor of bringing Maul back um, because, you know, after watching Phantom Menace, I just felt like it was just a waste of such an awesome character and the idea that, he was now back. I just thought w- was just a the the opportunities to use him in the Star Wars universe again 
was just too too exciting of an opportunity. And I think just, I mean, I know, I mean, we'll talk about this, but yeah, I I, I thought it was just such an exciting opportunity. Okay, very to nice for the character. Excellent. So we are going to start off. What do we want to start off with? We want to start off with. Let's do negatives first, because people like us doing the negatives. I got a bad feeling about this. So first off, before we even go into that, into our official, what I, the research I've done, Sarah, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I can go first because I think my points are fairly brief and they'll tee you off because a little bit more. Okay, sounds great. Go ahead with your negatives on bringing him back. My two main critiques of bringing Maul back were I felt it was a bit of a retcon for Phantom Menace and that didn't sit well with me because, you know, as a fan, it, having not engaged in the EU, you know, the movies are the authority on Star Wars. And so to me to have something that's supposed to be Star Wars kind of go against something that we've seen on the movie screen didn't sit well with me at first. And then my second big point is there's already a lot of villains in the Clone Wars series between Count Dooku, Asajj Ventress, General Grievous. And to me, even you can throw in random droid armies and the pirates for a good change of pace. So I would have rather seen those villains fleshed out a little bit more or build up some conflict more with say a specific group of pirates if you needed more tension or conflict in episodes than to necessarily bring in a new villain truth Uh, so i will say back when i first heard about this i did not watch clone wars so those are actually very good points my biggest point was dead is dead and you you can't just pretend that he's not dead and makes and so that's that was my big thing of it was again retconning but like and this is where i think the controversy has come up of like yeah like we all thought Palp, like darth maul died got cut in half thrown down a shaft well guess what palpatine got thrown down a shaft and exploded and didn't die so we're <laughs> learning that star wars dead doesn't mean dead anymore and that bugs me like you you need to write it as dead and that was so that was my like mainly my of like because i loved darth maul i really liked him in a phantom menace i thought he was a great character and i'm like i like you you're really cool and i thought he was very much wasted but i also don't think that it could be should be george's job to oh i made a mistake in killing him so now i'm just gonna bring him back those those are my basic points on the negatives now we can dive into the research because i will say what i've found is i agree with a lot of what has been said but the main big thing that people say the reason that george brought him back was ratings because it has been proven that according to how star wars the book uh, how star wars took over the universe between viewership declined between episode season one at from 3 million viewers each Friday, each night to about 1.6 million for series four for the fourth season. So it was just in a steady decline. And uh, so most people have accepted that it was a attempt to bring back viewers. Yeah, that was going to be one of my points actually, was that it would seem like a, while it was a, while it was good, well, I was glad that they brought him back. It seemed like he wasn't, 
he wasn't going to be planned to be brought back until they the rating started to get lower and they needed some kind of like boost, you know, to get people back Correct. on board. Right. Yeah. Cause he ball doesn't show up till season four. And that, and as that said, like they were already at 1.6 million viewers at season four. And so they were trying, it's a very expensive show to make. Mm-hmm. We all know like, right. it's, it's a very expensive show to make. So they needed viewers. Right. Do I remind me, does he show up at the, is he teased at the end of season four? No, no, he, he shows like in middle of season four is when he showed, when he is there and when he comes back. Okay. So again, according to Kiora, which is a similar to like Reddit or whatever, where you can ask a question. And a lot of people like some people asked, why was Darth Maul brought back? Somebody said it was a stunt. It was a shameless tie-in with the re-release of episode one. It was a ploy to ensnare Maul fans and to ad- and an admission by Lucas that I can't do any better than the guy I viscerally offed after 10 minutes of screen time. So that kind of ties into Sarah's point of he can't do better than that, of he, he's not writing other characters well. Yeah, and you know I do recognize that there is some limitations with the Clone Wars of like you can only do so much with Dooku and Grievous because of Revenge of the Sith. But I mean, to me, that's why you have Asajj. That's why you have these different random pirate groups that you can throw in. And to me, that's an interesting side of the galaxy and can create good conflict, but you know, that just wasn't explored. And, you know, me, I would rather get to know one thing really, really well versus like get surface deep with, you know, say half a dozen or so villains throughout a television series. I would agree. And I would even say that you even get mall, like, I don't know if I don't think I liked Maul at all in the Clone Wars. I only started to like like him and understand him in Rebels and stuff after that. So I will say like he did, they did not write him completely well in Clone Wars of like completely expanding him out. Now they were able right, well, to do that through other like Rebels and and other other mediums. So they had a better plan later on, but like. I, I would agree of like the, the villain writing in Clone Wars was not the, the best. Right. Well, in the Clone Wars, he's just, they write him as solely out for revenge in the first, in, you know, in the first couple of episodes that he's in. Um, he's not really fleshed out because that's his only purpose is to get revenge on Kenobi. And then once that fails, it's sort of like, you know, it, it just become it just evolves his plot to take revenge on Kenobi just sort of evolves from there when he joins Death Watch and all that kind of stuff. It's really nothing much deeper than that. Correct. And I will say I am not considering Clone Wars season seven as part of like the original Clone Wars run because he that was canceled and so then he was brought back in Rebels and stuff like that. So it's not because I will say season seven, he is fleshed out really well in Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I'm, I want to flesh that out of like, he's re- really well in season seven Clone Wars, but that was before we knew he was coming back and everything. So, but I, but I will say, I did not know, this is, this is my information. I did not know that it was timed, his, his resurrection was timed with the re- 3D re-release of episode one. Oh. So, yeah. did you know that? No. No. Okay. So yeah. So it's again like you get the idea of people like, oh, I love, I like Maul, 
and then you're like, I see it didn't see him in the theaters, and then he comes back in the show. And you're like, ah, go see Maul in the show. Uh, and as it was seen, it did not work because they did not <laughs> gain viewers. Any any other thoughts, Ethan, there on on the ratings bit? On want to say that it's not for ratings or anything? No, I, I I agree that it was it was a likely a ratings ploy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So now we get to jump into the negative on dead and or retconning. Sorry, more retconning than dead, but dead is a thing. You just go to extremes all the time. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, part of Reddit and the retcon, uh, dead should be dead and should remain dead. Bad, bad idea to reverse that. I'm never going to reverse my position on that. That was just a Reddit user? Yeah, that was just like a Reddit user who's ta- who was talking about the return of, of Maul. And I would agree. Like, I don't think he should be back in Star Wars. I like that he's there. I enjoy him in Star Wars, but this is very much not a long-term story plan and it was very much a oh people really like that guy i should somehow figure out how to bring him back Mm, i'm gonna push back on the the dead is dead a little bit i'm not really sure how to put this into words but i mean star wars is kind of always about hope so there's always that that chance and you know we mostly see it with the rebels and you know on the good side of things but like you know in this case you know there's the hope that they could still be alive and we, i mean we even see that in the rise of skywalker that yeah ray is dead but she is brought back to life well i just got a really snarky look at that one you're bringing up a rise of skywalker here well i'm just saying like dead isn't dead star wars has shown us that at least three times now well i'd say four because ahsoka was brought back in clone wars too to me, the, the, the for, there's more to the Force than you you know. I'm saying Maul is the first one to be brought back, and he started this trend. That's why I'm saying it's bad. This is this is why this person says it and why I think it's a bad thing, because, again, it's you, no one's ever really dead. Right. Luke says no one's ever really gone, and someone has to be Oh, the, no. Someone has to be the first. Don't, don't try to play that game. <laughs> but all the uh, living Force. Continuing on the dead is dead. Another Reddit user pointed out, bringing an obviously dead character back is a bad idea. When we say obviously dead, he was literally cut in half. I'm not denying the fact he was cut in half. <laughs> like, you, you're cut in half. You have nothing. Like, there's no... Okay, he's cut in half. Okay? Right, that should that's, be final. Otherwise, tension is destroyed. Continue. Sorry. Okay, but that's, you know, right, right. Yeah, you can argue, though, that he wasn't necessarily dead immediately after being cut in half. Cause if, you know, if you're cut. Okay. He's alive for eight seconds and then he's dead. Not necessarily. If it's cauterized, if his wounds immediately cauterized and then he's not going to bleed out and he just tumbles down the reactor shaft or whatever, whatever he falls down. And then he just starts using, you know, the fuel of the dark side as he, as you know, he describes it as used all of his anger to, to keep on living you know, I think there's some, I think there's some, some substance there that he wouldn't necessarily be dead instantly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm going to bring up a novelization of The Phantom Menace. Now, a lot of you are going to probably say that doesn't count because it's a yeah. novelization and it might not be canon anymore. And it also was a young adult novelization, but I still personally, like if it's written in a book, it should 
You should stick to that. If you're going to follow... Not if it's not canon anymore. It's the Phantom Menace novelization. Yeah, but if it's an outdated version of the novelization... I have a novelization of Phantom Menace too, but... It's out. You can't be outdated when it comes out and follows the the story. There's no like you can't just update the story. Oh, right. Oh, that's George oh, in the special said- editions. Oh, don't even. I've already done that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this young adult novelization says, "Maul screamed and fell into the melting pit. Obi Wan felt the tremor in the Force as he died." So it's right. literally said in the bo- in the novelization, dead, melting pit, dead. Okay. What's your what's your comeback? What's how did I get that wrong? I know other people who are listening are literally like shouting into their their iPods right now, like he's so wrong about this. Oh my gosh! So so tell me how I got it wrong. Well, I guess I'd say that's the that's the young adult or the kid reader. It's not the actual adult Phantom Menace novelization because I read the adult Phantom Menace novelization and I don't remember them saying dead anywhere except for Qui-Gon Jinn, may he rest in peace. Ethan? I don't know. I mean, I guess Obi-Wan felt the tremor in the force as he died, but maybe not, he didn't necessarily die. I don't know. I mean, it just, (laughs) he felt the tremor that he thought was death, but it was just like super close. I don't know. Yeah, Obi-Wan's not a master at this point. He's still that's training. Right. Yeah, that's right. Really, his we're going there. Of, we're going there. Yeah, yeah, his interpretations of pulses through the force may not be accurate. <laughs> yeah, he still has as a little Padawan beard at that point. He's that's right. Not, he's not fully realized as the great sage he is. He's not advanced enough to sense death quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> good arguments there guys that's right so according to the force.net which is the forum boards of, of most of star wars uh somebody says in my opinion they should not have let maul come back they could have used another character instead of maul and kept everyone happy so this goes back to to sarah's poorly written original villains that it's not, they don't think that he could have done it with somebody else. And another foreign, somebody says, had Grievous, Dooku, Sidious, Gunry, etc., been developed more as characters and menacing villains, then bringing them all back probably wouldn't have been as effective as it was. So again, saying that, that the villains were not built up well in Clone Wars. Yeah, and that's as I mentioned. And throwing Asajj in there, to me, you could have done almost everything you did with Maul with Asajj, and you could have fleshed her out and expanded her more. I actually really, I've never thought about it that way, but yes, literally you could just substitute Asajj for Maul. Removes after Dooku gives her the boot, you could totally just, right, swap her in with Maul, everything Maul does. Right, yeah, she she go. Yeah, she go back, goes back to Dathomir because that's her home world. She finds Savage, right. her brother in the forest, and you know seeks revenge and havoc and, and all that jazz. Right. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to lose the, the Kenobi bit, but unless you could have, you could still do the Kenobi bit by having her get really bested by Kenobi in one final big duel before Dooku disowns her, and you could still have a bit of a, 
Kenobi bent if you really, really wanted that. Agreed. I also was surprised we didn't see Asajj in Rebels. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought oh, she no. might would have appeared, but no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Uh, but that's spoilers. Correct. You, if you read Dark Disciple, you find out why she's not anywhere else. The book Dark Disciple. The Dark Disciple is a book that they made in book that was written that was a Clone Wars arc that was canceled after the show was canceled. So they made it into a book. Okay. I remember that because I, yeah. Well, there you go. Never mind. So, <laughs> uh, so just to before, like, so kind of as a transition into our, our good things, our, here's the reasoning behind Dave, according to Dave Filoni, about bringing back Maul. So he is such a dynamic and exciting character, Dave Filoni told USA Today. He made such a huge impression in that first film that when you go back and look at the prequels, you forget he's not in all three. So how does Maul come back in from the dead? No idea. But Filoni says it was all George Lucas's idea. Filoni was surprised as anyone during Clone Wars story meeting when Star Wars creator George Lucas asked Filoni to figure out a way to bring Maul, Darth Maul back. He had introduced a similar warrior, the powerhouse Savage Opress, in the third season of Clone Wars because of the lack of Maul-type antagonists. Hmm. So to me, that that leads more into George just wanted him back for the Phantom Menace uh, re-release. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not the only reason, but... All right. You can definitely see what, from a marketing standpoint. Yep. All right. We're ready to move on to the positives. Yes, positives. Positives. Okay. So. This is where the fun begins. Ethan, go ahead and start off with your positives of what you liked about his return and why it was a good thing that he, he was brought back. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought it was good that he was brought back just because you, you were able to really give new life to this character that that had such a an immense presence in the uh, uh, Phantom Menace and arguably one of the best parts of that movie. And to kill him off at the end, he just seemed like a total waste. So the opportunity to have him return and return in such a dramatic way and then have him, his art continue, it wasn't like, you know, he shows, he comes back and then he fights Kenobi, and then Kenobi kills him again, and then he's done again. You know, he sticks around. And so I thought that was one of the positive things about that is that it wasn't like, and that kind of goes back to why I, I feel like it was, you know, brought back for ratings, but then, you know, they kept him going rather than kill him off right away. So there was, you know, it wasn't just like a one hit wonder type of thing. So he really got his chance to shine. And to me, seeing that unfold over you know, uh, a number of episode arcs uh, was just really, really awesome to watch. And event, you know, seeing his character become fleshed out more and more, more so in Rebels, like you mentioned, than the Clone Wars. But still, yeah, just to, he didn't, he was no longer a, a, a wasted character. I would agree. Those are good points. Okay. That's good. And this is where I will say, like, I 
my issue is with him being brought back, not with what's happened afterwards. But yes, uh, so with what I've been able to find, a lot of it is not necessarily about the death itself or like that he's brought back, but again, what is done with his character because of how like well his character is eventually written. So according to Observer.com, which I have a ton of stuff from them, he is one of the most tragic characters. And so he became one of the most tragic characters in the entire franchise. Maul was stolen from his home planet as a child and raised to be a murder machine. Maul became as much a victim of Sidious as Anakin was. Both were manipulated into becoming pawns in a larger scheme, only to be tossed aside as soon as a better candidate, Anakin instead of Maul, Luke instead of Vader, came along. Yeah, that I agree. And it, it mirrors what I know uh, Sam Witwer, who voices Maul in The Clone Wars and Rebels, has said about Maul being a very Sisyphus character of like, you try and try and try, but you always fail. And was, was Dooku his apprentice before Anakin? Was he technically his apprentice? Was it Maul then Dooku? Or was Dooku always? I don't know if I would ever consider Dooku an actual, I think, no, no, yeah. He is, he is because Anakin kills Dooku. And so to right. get him out of the way. So yes, there's always two. So yes. Okay, because I couldn't remember, I don't remember, I just didn't remember like timeline-wise if if Dooku joins Sidious post-Maul or if he was already in codes. Yes, yeah, so it's post-Maul. I don't know how much time elapses in between the two, but. Right. Yeah, I don't know either, but okay. there is there is a difference in time. So again, that it's it's a lot about the tragic tragicness of it. Yep, uh, as Sarah said, the he's the Oedipus of always pushing the Sisyphus. Sisyphus, not the Oedipus. Sorry, Sisyphus. He is the Sisyphus of always pushing the rock up the hill, and then finally, when he gets to the top, uh, it just rolls back down again because it's, it's the peak, and so he's he's condemned to always be pushing up the rock. Another thing that a lot of people like is that he is trying to disrupt the Sith's plans. So it's not that he he's still a bad guy, but he's all but he's not necessarily Sith, and so he's trying to disrupt Sidious's plans again out of revenge, then not being like a good guy, but like because he wants just revenge. So again, according to Observer. He's the only one who knows that the Clone Wars have ended and the Republic has already fallen, but no one else can see it yet. And so that comes from his last season seven of Clone Wars when he's trying to convert Ahsoka. Right. But uh, they also say that uh, Darth Maul essentially became the greatest disruption in the would-be Emperor's schemes, and he became and he came within a hair's breadth of sabotaging them beyond repair. Yeah, he comes. Doesn't he come? Doesn't it come multiple times? Of like, it's he's just literally like a few steps away from disrupting them, or is it just the Clone Wars season seven? No, there's stuff that happens. I think specifically on Mandalorian season five that could have really thrown a wrench into it all. Right, and that's why. Isn't that why Sidious himself goes to Mandalore? To take care of Maul in season five yeah, or whatever. He's because he's rising in power so quickly yeah. that he's become like he says, he's become a rival. So gotta take him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a Go quick ahead. note, was an was an awesome fight sequence, I thought. Yeah. Such an awesome fight. I didn't personally didn't like it, 
but that's because I'm that terrible, apparently terrible fan, according to Freddie Prince Jr., that I want Maul to be awesome. And he's never going to be awesome because he is Sisyphus and will never get better. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's how I feel about General Grievous. I want yeah. him to be better and he'll never be better. <laughs> The final kind of big thing that I have about him being a great thing is that he enriches Star Wars lore. So, like, he expands the universe, expands, like, kind of gives you an insight on all of, like, Sidious's plans. Like, we don't see Sidious's plans. If Maul isn't there, we don't see the insides of his plans, really. So, according to Maul, Maul's legacy is of failure and resilience. According to the Observer, absent the presence of Maul, the Clone Wars would have been a simple back and forth between the Republic and the Separatists. But the presence of his third party, with an agenda all his own, added a fantastic layer of complexity to the series. I agree to that, but to kind of go back to what I said, you could have done that with the pirates. I'm a huge fan of Hondo Anaka, so let him wreak havoc on the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I like Hondo too, but I think it's just you. I don't think they have the the drive and the and the uh, savagery is might be the wrong word, but the they're sort of just. I, I feel like the pirates are more just kind of like you know, yeah, they mess things up, but they're really not looking to you know take over or cause you know too much, make too much of a uh, make themselves known too much. Correct. You know, trying to have the spotlight on them. But that's a problem in writing. <laughs> so, sure. as Sarah, Sarah mentioned Sam Whitweer earlier, uh, I have a quote from him about it, uh, about Maul, playing Maul. So he's the voice of Darth Maul in Clone Wars and Solo. Uh, so what's really fun to note is that Darth Maul, having survived his grievous injuries, plants the seed in Palpatine's head that maybe you don't give up on these guys so quickly. If they're dead, or you think they've been killed, maybe they're not. Maybe they can survive. Maybe they can amount to something. That's something we get to see coming, Sidious realizing that. That ultimately leads to Darth Vader. That's really compelling, and I hadn't heard that quote from him before, but to me that is really compelling and explains why Sidious went to such lengths to save this flaming, limbless corpse on Mustafar. True. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that before, but it makes sense. You know, if, if my apprentice can, if my previous apprentice can survive being chopped in half and thrown down a shaft and still rise and become super powerful, what's to stop <laughs> this flaming corpse <laughs> to do the same? Yep. And then our, my last quote that I have, well, actually I have a quote of we might, we might put this back earlier, but uh, so in disrupting of Sis plans and him being a tra tragic figure, he often said, so his is his quote, the Sith took everything from me, ripped me from my mother's arms, murdered my brother, used me as a weapon, and then cast me aside, abandoned me. Once I had power, now I have nothing. So again, Maul being that tragic figure. An interesting piece that the Observer also brought up in Rebels, spoiler alert, ever, spoiler alert, everyone, if you haven't seen that yet, uh, skip ahead about 30 seconds. Maul <laughs> dies. 
And so in that, the observer says, uh, completely defeated and nearing death, yet finally free of suffering, Maul collapses in Kenobi's forgiving arms and says that Luke will avenge us. At that moment, Maul embraced his role as a victim without a destiny. And I don't really know what to to say in response to that. Do you agree that he has that he's basically a victim of the galaxy or victim victim of the 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 fight in the balance of the force? Yes and no. I know I've listened to other podcasters who have compared Maul to the brother and Ahsoka to the or the the son uh, Maul to the son and Ahsoka to the daughter. Uh, going back to the Mortis arc in the Clone Wars um, and having larger weight in the force, if you will. I'm not really sure where I'm going with that, but I wanted to bring that up because I think it, to me, it speaks of, you know, making the choice to bring Maul back and then for him to reject the dark side, but not completely, I guess. He rejects the Sith, not the dark side. Yes, you're right. There there is a difference there. And so uh, I know this parallel is made in season seven with Ahsoka of she still embraces the light side, but not being a Jedi. And so- you you have the the yin and the yang, if you will, of between Maul and Ahsoka. So again, this is why I like Maul being brought back in the end. But I mean, obviously, that at the beginning, he, you, you don't get that at the beginning. And at the beginning, he's just like a crazed Kenobi stalker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say I I agree. I hadn't thought about that, but I I agree that that like Maul and Ahsoka are the yin and the yang. I don't know if I would equate them to the brother and the daughter or sister because of just how much... Because to me, I while yes, they both are influencing the balance, to me, the brother and daughter, brother and sister are, or the son and daughter are, would have a bigger role in the balance. And But I mean, Maul and Ahsoka do in a sense i mean maul nearly thwarts sidious's plans which would have really altered the balance i mean everything that he's done on mandalore really alters the balance and i think we're even seeing that here with the mandalorian some of those implications of what happened during clone wars you know have influenced the characters that we're getting to know now in the mandalorian okay random crazy thought that i just came up with it could be garbage but what if maul is the daughter and Ahsoka is the son, because what? he's tr- oh. because he's trying to get Ahsoka to join him and be help bring balance and help br- mm. like help bring down Sidious and apparent and and Ahsoka has too much pride or whatever you want to call it that she's like nope you're not right you're not you're that it's just a thought that i just came up with because i'm just like because to me the brother is like not trying to create balance the the brother is trying to destroy the balance that's that's what i view him as and the and the sister's the one that's trying to keep the balance but wouldn't wouldn't he want to wouldn't he thwart stidious only to try to fill that power vacuum himself like I mean, yeah, cities. but we knew it was but never going to happen. So that's why that's why I'm just <laughs> throwing that in of like maybe he's the because I mean the sister dies eventually, and 
it's the sister who dies, and Maul's the one who died. Ahsoka lives. Exclamation point. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, it's a it's an interesting thought. I'm gonna noodle that a little bit longer, but I have a feeling you're gonna get some Twitter flack or some uh, listener feedback on <laughs> on that comparison. I don't right. think I will because I don't think enough people listen to us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's that's not yet. That's not hurtful yet. of us, not you. It has nothing to do with you. It's just, yeah. I was talking more of the listeners. You are valued listeners. You are valued. But yeah, speaking out specifically to you, Jordan, we love listening, hearing from you. You're the one person that c- communicates to us. So, woohoo! But <laughs> yes, uh, we, yeah, we, we, we may, I may get some flack on that, be it through Twitter or through my friends, because yes, some of my friends listen to the to the podcast. But yeah, so it's just something I thought about because yeah, because I mean, the daughter dies and Maul dies, Ahsoka lives, mm-hmm. and granted, we thought she died at one point, but she still lived and Maul is trying to bring balance, trying to, cause it's going to get tilt the, the, cause the, the balance is going to be tilted and he's trying to prevent that, I guess, sort of, but then he wants to take over the balance. So I don't know. It could be garbage. It could be something. I don't know. Sounds like you need to rewatch the Mortis arc. I guess maybe. Yeah, quick side note. Did you did you like the way they saved Ahsoka in Rebels? Yes. Okay. I just I yeah. don't know how I feel about that. Okay. Just it's just because it I th- this is this is again a thing that I'm not a huge fan of in in the new Star Wars is giving you these tidbits and then not explaining it. So like world between worlds, I'm frustrated that that's still not explained because to me, that opens a huge black hole in Star Wars of like, if you find another portal, anybody can be saved. So so that's so I'm like, if you tell us that there's no more portals in the world and there's no more world between worlds or there's six portals and they're all lost in time or something, like, tell us something. Is This is, again, my, like, but, like, it's not explained. And so that, I mean, like, that's why everyone's like, oh, Ben Solo, he's in the world between worlds. He'll come back because we don't know anything about it. Oh, right. And so it's just, it's, and it's been years since then. So I'm just like, you could explain it somehow. Figure it, like, give us something. You wouldn't have been a good Star Wars fan during the original trilogy era because there were so many questions about who the Emperor was and who Vader was once we learned about Anakin Skywalker. And you didn't get those answers for decades. Not true at all. How so? Who did, who, what questions were asked? Like, who is Anakin Skywalker? No one cared. I think that's baloney. I don't think people cared. We know who he was. He was a great Jedi, great great pilot, and a, and a cunning warrior, and a good friend. But, I mean, weren't you, weren't you curious as to how Palpatine got into power? Right, really. the Clone Wars? How are Luke and Leia separated? We don't know that... I don't care. Wow. Okay, but you don't care. You don't care, but I bet you there were lots of people out there who did care. 
Yes, but I will also say that I think movies, I'm different with movies though. Because again, with the TV shows, are the, to me, it's the TV shows that are creating a lot more of the questions. And so you can explain things in the TV shows. You need to me, you need to explain things more it personally. Okay. Now, well, did, like if it's, it was movies wise, because I mean, like the force projection, that's really interesting. And I'd like to know more about that. I don't need to. It's a move like it's part of the move Last Jedi movie. I'm OK with that. If I never found out again, if I only watched the movies and never found out what where Ben Solo went, I'd be OK with that. Like. If I, I'm assuming he's dead, but like everybody's like, well, he went somewhere, maybe. And so I'm like, okay, maybe he's not, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, if there's anything we learned in this episode, that isn't dead. So in 20 years, Ben will come back. I would, and that's that's the thing, because I the only reason I say that I don't think he will ever come back is because I don't think Adam, Adam Driver will want to come back at all. I don't think Daisy Ridley wants to come back at all. And I know that the only way that John Boyega will ever come back is if he, he has told Daisy, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, the only way I will ever come back is to do Duel of the Fates, the uh, the other uh, episode nine that was supposed to be shot with Colin Trevorrow. He liked that oh. script a lot better. And so he said he will come back and he will reprise his role as Finn to film that. And that's all he's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, that was a very long and, and good episode, I think. I think that is going to wrap us up. If you would like to find us on Twitter, you can find us at whoshot1swpod. That's whoshot1swpod. And if you want to send us an email to give us your thoughts, or I actually, we have an interview. We've had a couple interviews of fans of the show. So if you want to get in touch with us to get an interview on the show or anything, let us know through Twitter or uh, Gmail. And... I think that's it. Any any yeah. any last thoughts? No, that's uh, that wrapped it up nicely, and and yeah, I, I have nothing further. Any last thoughts, Sarah? I think it's good, and I think this is a uh, an episode really indicative of this whole goal of the podcast. Of yes, there was discord at first when it all happened, but uh, we all like the outcome, and we're all Star Wars fans, and Maul's cool. Correct. All right. So then thank you very much for joining us for episode, Sarah. I think we'll have you on here again real soon. As you all know, never tell tell us the odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. (laughs) Oh, really? You're cold? I got it. I got it. Okay. Never tell us the odds. Never tell us the odds. Never tell us the odds. (laughs) That's okay. We nailed it, though. Sure, we did. It was not. Well, you and I. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Okay.